Hallelujah. 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 Are you ready for praise and worship this morning? Has the Lord been good to you this morning, this week, this year? Come on and stand to your feet. We're going to magnify the mighty God that we serve. Hallelujah. If he's done anything for you, which chances are he has, because you're here this morning. Come on, let's glorify his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord your
God, we thank you that you call us friend. Oh, God, we thank you that you know our name. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we worship you. Oh, God, we honor your holy name. Oh, God, your presence is heaven to us, oh, God. You 
Great is your grace. 
tender mercies I see day after Faithful towards me, great is your mercies towards me. faithful. We serve a faithful God. Amen. 
I was sitting there and I was looking at the words up there on the screen as they were singing that. And maybe perhaps you're here today and you've never made a mistake and God had to show you some mercy. I don't know about you, but I've made several mistakes in my lifetime. And to still experience his grace and his mercy, when he didn't have to still provide for me, he still did it. All because of his grace and his love. I found him to be a faithful God this morning. I found him, let me say this again, I found him, maybe you have not found him to be a faithful God, but I have. I have. And that's why we worship him this morning. You know, I don't know what you're dealing with this morning. I don't know what your thoughts is. I don't know what, what kind of thoughts the devil is messing with your mind about. But I can guarantee you that we serve a God that's faithful and will always provide, always at the right time, even when you may want it at a certain time, but he's always on time. So this morning, we just gonna worship him this morning, amen? So let's just, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we're here today. We thank you that we're breathing this morning. Your grace and mercy woke us up this morning. Your grace and mercy brought us here safely this morning. Your grace and mercy will carry us through the rest of this week and the rest of this year. Father, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for what you mean to us. In the name of Jesus, we honor you this morning, oh God. We praise you this morning, oh God. And we shall always give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated at this time. I'm reminded in the word of God on Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. It encourages us to trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. He says, listen, I don't know what your mind is telling you. I don't know what the devil's trying to put into your mind. That's not going to work. God says, still trust me. Still trust me. At the south side, we've been talking about setting our minds. Because, listen, if you don't learn how to set your mind, it's a good thing to set your mind. But it is key that whatever you're setting your mind on, make sure it's the right thing. Set your mind on the things of God, not on what the devil is telling you. So if he's telling you that you're not going to make it, you're not going to come through with this situation, that you don't deserve to have what God says, don't set your mind on that. Set your mind with God that says, I got you. All is well with you. I'm your provider. I'm your healer. I provided for you before, and I have not left you, and I'm not going to. His word says he'll never leave us and he will never forsake us. So we're never by ourselves. Then he comes on and brings us the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to be our comforter and our guide. Rely on the Holy Spirit today. Allow the word of God to take root on the inside of you. And sometimes you have to keep reminding yourself, Father, I thank you. 
No, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only removed, moved by what I believe, and I believe the word of God this morning. Amen. So I just want to encourage you with that word this morning. I don't know who that's for, but listen, I want to encourage you that God got you. I just keep hearing them in my spirit. I got you. I got you. It's okay. I got you. And that's enough. Just to know that he got us. Well, welcome to church this morning. Amen. Welcome to World Changes Church Houston on behalf of our senior pastors, Pastor Archie and Pastor Melissa. We want to work with the service and those who are watching by way of the satellite feed, we want to thank you for joining us as well. At this time, if this is your first time here being with us, please raise your hand. We just want to recognize you. Any first time guest here for the very first time? We're all family here today. Hallelujah. Amen. It's okay. Hallelujah. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to put 60, 60 seconds on the clock and we're going to go and fellowship with one another. For those you have not spoken to this morning, let's begin now. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I know y'all like the fellowship. Y'all like to talk. I understand. Glory to God. Well, we have a couple of announcements. We'd like to make sure that you get that information today. Our first announcement is, is the remainder of this year's 2019 holiday service schedule. It says, in an effort to make your holiday planning easier, we would like to inform you of the ministry's holiday schedule. December 25th, Christmas service will begin at 9 a.m. live right here from World Change Church Houston. There will be no Wednesday night service here at the North location. December 26th, there will be no service at the South location. December 29th, amen. <laughs> amen. That must have been Sister Dorothy. Amen. <laughs> December 29th, Regular Sunday service begins at 10 a.m. December 31st, New Year's Eve service begins at 10 p.m. Doors open at 9 p.m. Our teens and children's ministry will be available. Children's ministry will have a pajama party. January the 1st and the 2nd, there will be no Wednesday and no Thursday evening Bible study at the North or South location. Uh, as we exit this morning, you can also go by the information counter and pick up that calendar so you can make sure you have a, the, the schedule of our remaining service for, this, for the rest of this year. Our second announcement has to do with our Radical Women's Ministry. We want to wish you the happy holidays and offer a gift just for you. 
Join us for our upcoming Radical Women's Conference titled Worth, March the 19th through the 21st in Atlanta, Georgia. Don't miss our annual gathering of women from all over the world to celebrate our values. This year features our very own Pastor Taffy Dollar, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Dee Dee Freeman, Laura Pickett, Stacia Pierce, and musical guest performance by Todd Delaney and Miranda Curtis. But our most important guest is you. This holiday season, we're offering a $15 off registration by using the code HOLIDAYS. So grab your seat today and be sure to bring a friend and visit worthconference.org for hotel and flight discounts. Register or text RADICAL to 51555. We can't wait to see you there. Amen? So make sure you go yourself with those announcements as well. At this time, we're going to ask our prayer counselors to come forward at this time. If you're here this morning and you have a prayer need, you would like for someone to agree with you in prayer. We're going to ask that you, that you prepare to come forward. we got trained prayer counselors who would like to come and pray with you and agree with you. Listen, we want to stand with you. You're amongst people who love you. And there's no situation that's too little or too great that you cannot come forward for agreement with prayer. We want to encourage you with the Word of God. We're going to pray with you according to the Word of God. So if that's you here this morning, you say, I would like someone to pray with me, please stand to your feet and come forward now. This will be that time we would love to minister to you at this time. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every person that's represented here today. You know all the individual private needs, oh God, that every person have put before you. We agree with every person and we declare all is well in their lives. We thank you, Lord God, that every person is blessed because you've already blessed us. We thank you for your grace that covers us and we give the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this time, if you have not received your communion offering envelopes, I mean your communion uh, receptacles, please ask her ushers to receive that from you at this time. Hallelujah. Just raise your hand. The usher have to serve you at this time. We always know that every Sunday we are always prepared to do communion. And as we do so, we always know that the bread represents his body that was broken and bruised for us. Amen.
And so we declare that all is well in that situation. Amen. Every disease, everything that happened mentally, no matter whatever it is, the Bible says by the stripes of Jesus we are healed and we're made whole. We have peace. Depression cannot stay. Diabetes has to go. Cancer has to go. In the name of Jesus, depression has to go. Hallelujah. And then we also have the, the juice that represents the blood of Jesus. We sing this song all the time about nothing, what can, can wash away the sins of our, nothing but the blood of Jesus. So we thank God for his blood. So this morning, the Bible is clear that it says that as often as you do this, remember what Jesus did for us. So let's take the bread and the juice together as we remember, amen? Hallelujah. We declare that you're whole this morning, amen? Let's give the Lord a hand. Come praise as our pastor comes at this time. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Now, come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Amen. He deserves it. Welcome to World Changers Church Houston. We're glad you made it in the house on today. Um, thank you for honoring him with uh, your presence for worship. Thank you for those who are joining us online as well. It's nothing like being able to get into the house of God and or tuning in to worship, making him the most important thing. Amen. You know, that's what worship has a lot to do with is honoring God, placing him first and the most important thing. And I don't know about you, but I can't have relationship without presence. I said, I can't have relationship without presence. Who, 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 who's here ever had a successful relationship without that person showing up or without you showing up? A uh, relationship requires presence, and man, when we can get into the presence of God, uh, especially in the corporate anointing, great, great things always happen, amen? Amen. Well, bow your heads with me as we go to the Lord in a word of prayer for today's service or today's uh, message. Father God, we thank and praise you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We'll rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. Lord, I thank you that you do what you do today. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Move up and down every aisle and in and out every road. Touch, heal, deliver, set free, make whole. If there's anything wrong in anyone's lives today, we thank you that it's being made right, right now. And we decree and declare that all is well in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and greet the person next to you? Tell, tell them that you're glad that they made it out. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 89, verse 11. Everybody finish your Christmas shopping? <laughs> somebody said no. Somebody said yes, I did. I got everything I was going to get. Uh, it's been gotten. Uh, no, you, again, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was here uh, Wednesday or maybe last Sunday, but you go ahead and just don't, don't let Christmas be a, a, a point of stress for you, amen? amen? Amen. You go ahead and just be a blessing the way the Holy Spirit tells you to, and then you keep it moving. Amen? amen. 
Amen. That's, that's one, of, one of my goals personally is just to help some of the stress come out of your life. You know, sometimes we allow tradition and um, pressure and guilt and things like that to cause us to, you know, overextend ourselves and the stuff that God never even told us to do. Amen. And then we have to turn around and try to trust God to get us out of something we got ourselves into. Amen. 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 So everybody say this with me. No stress. No stress. This Christmas. This New Year's. Yeah, yeah, you no stress. No stress. Don't, don't you let that family stress you out? What we gonna eat? What we gonna eat? Whatever you gonna cook. How about that? Everybody bring something this year. Amen. Yeah, don't let it stress you out. Don't let it stress. And make sure they clean up before they leave. Amen. <laughs> so don't let nothing stress you out. I don't know who that's for, but if it's for you, then receive it. Amen. Uh, Psalms 89, 11. Uh, let's start, we'll start in the um, New Living uh, Translation. Uh, is that what y'all got up there? Yeah. It says, the heavens are whose? Yeah, the heavens are yours. Let's just talk about God first. Somebody said, man, you, you must have heard Wednesday's message. Uh, the heavens are yours and the earth is yours. Everything in the world is yours. Then it says, you created it all. David is writing to God. He said, listen, the, the, the heavens are yours. The earth is yours. He said, everything is yours. You created it all. How many of you guys would agree God indeed created the world? Amen. But even though God created the world, he didn't just stop at, I created it and it's all mine. Let's go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21. 1 Corinthians 3, 21. We're going to look at this in the uh, Message Bible. And I think I'm going to go down to verse, uh, all the way to 23. 1 Corinthians 3.21 starts and says, I don't want to hear any of you bragging about yourselves or anyone else. Now, who is Paul talking to this time? Paul is talking to us. He's talking to the church of Corinthians, and he's talking to us. In Psalms, David was talking to God. He said, listen, the earth is all yours. But now we move over to 1 Corinthians, and Paul is writing a letter to the church in Corinthians who were believers. And he said, I don't want to hear any of you bragging about yourself or anyone else. Okay, Paul. Everything is already yours as a gift. Paul, Apollos, Peter, the world, life, death, the present, the future, all of it is yours. And you are privileged to be in union with Christ who is in union with who? God. Right there, he says, well, the, the world was created by God and everything is his, David says, but then Paul turns around and says, and everything is yours. Now, did I just read you the Bible? What does the Bible say is yours? But why is everything mine? Because I'm in union, I got a special privilege because of Jesus. Jesus earned back what I gave up. And as a result, what is God is Jesus's and what is Jesus is mine because I have a privilege that I am a joint heir with Jesus. I'm in union with Jesus. So whatever he got, I got. If this is God's world, then it's Jesus's world. And if it's Jesus's world, then guess what? It's mine. I said it's mine. Somebody say this with me. Say, this is my house. 
No, you got to think about it when you say it. Now I really believe it. Did somebody say, this is my house? house. Whose house? No, it ain't Ron's house. It's your house. This is your house. You are the kings. You're the queens. You're the rulers. This is your house. And the devil can't have it. See, he thought he had victory. But this is your world. Let me show you this a little deeper. Go into into Genesis. Uh, Let's go to chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, 28. And we'll look at this in the uh, New Living Translation. The title of this message is indeed, This is Our House. We'll start actually with verse 26. It says, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image make them reflecting our nature. Now, this is literally the creation of man. So what I'm about to show you is when God created human beings, what did he create them for? Well, let's read. Amen. (laughs) So they can be, here we go. So they can be, we're about to see the purpose. Why do you be? Why do I be? So they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, responsible for the earth itself. Now that's in the message. Let's look at this in the New Living. Somebody said, oh. <laughs> then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will, what's that word? Rain. rain. We see responsible. We see rain. Last time I checked, Only rulers reign. Only royalty reigns. I mean, it's just the last I checked. Let us make man in our image so they can reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the grounds. So God created human beings in his own image. So the ruler made rulers. So God made other rulers, other, somebody don't want to say it, little ye be gods, little G's, he made you and me. I know we're so used to looking at ourselves as beneath everything, but God said, that ain't how I created you. Your original creation was tied into rulership. Your DNA has king in it, it has queen in it. I'm not telling you what I'm guessing, I'm not telling you what I think, I'm not telling you what somebody else has told me, I'm telling you what the word of God says right here. Well, you know, I I hear what you're saying, Archie, but I mean, that New Living Translation, sometimes they don't get it quite right, you know. So, oh, okay, well, let's look at the Amplified, let's see what they say, verse 26. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness, and let them have complete, what's that word? Complete authority. Complete authority. Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth. Whose world is this? If you got complete authority over your house, I mean your address, that means you are what? Owner, what else? Ruler, what else? 
Man of the house, what else? Responsible for, who, who paying your bills? Who fixing the roof? How the toilet start leaking, who gotta make that call or fix it? So who's responsible for fixing your house? Who's responsible for fixing your house? Who has the authority to fix your house? Who has the power to fix your house? Who has the power to fix this world? Who has the authority to fix this world? Who has authority to run this world? Who run the world? No, not just girls, it's you and this is your house. Yet we're looking at our house and expecting government or expecting somebody else to fix our house. We're looking at our house and we're waiting on somebody else to tell us what to do with our house when God says, I created you and gave you authority. I gave you reign. I gave you power. I gave you ability. Do you understand that power, authority comes with power. He didn't just give you a title and gave you no power. He said, I'm giving you authority, and power is the ability to get results. You think about it, somebody punched somebody and don't have no power behind it, it ain't going to have no results, right? But you hit somebody with some power, it's going to get some results. Things change when power shows up. Your eye, <laughs> they might get knocked out. You know, I'd watch boxing and all that all this weekend. So, But when power's behind a punch, with some authority, results happen. And he gave you authority that came with power here on earth. So how can I look at someone else or something else to take care of my house? And I'll say that. I was watching... Um, First, uh, this, uh, this first take sports show, and this guy Shannon Sharp on there, uh, he said, uh, Skip, that's their house. He was talking about a football team. He said, that's their house. And you don't let another man come in your house. If another man came in your house, what would you do to defend your house? Skip, well, you know, I, I, I would defend it. How have we allowed the enemy to come into our house and lay claim to what's ours. The only reason why you're going to allow another man to come in your house and do something in your house is because you don't know it's your house. So I'm here today to tell you once again, this is our house. I'm not just talking about the church building. I'm talking about the entire earth. Somebody said, well, why does this matter? I understand what you're saying, but I just, I just need a house. <laughs> you trying to get the house, and I'm trying to get you the land. You get the land, you can build what you want to on the house. You can build what you want to on the land. That's been a trick of the enemy. He's he just trying to help you be happy with, can I just get a cottage on there? Can, I mean, can you just build me a little shack on something? Just rent it to me. And you don't realize you're the owner. I mean, it's in the word. He said, let us make man in our image. That, what was that? That was the Amplified? Yes, yeah, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, male and 
female, male and female. Oh, wait, why are you repeating yourself? Because it's just not men that own the earth. This, this stupidity that says only men, only men can be anointed. Only men can hear from God. Well, we see what that's God is, right? Uh huh. <laughs> I heard the voice of the Lord and it sounded like my wife. Yeah, fellas, you better, you better, you better you, it's t- it ain't even tight. It's right. It says right here, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, granting them certain authority. Scripture people, y'all with me? What they, they scripture ain't changed up there. Yeah, somebody changed the scriptures. <laughs> it says he granted them authority. He granted them authority. Looked like he had a system going. He granted them authority. Maybe that's what part of the problem is, is it's just one half of the authority team trying to get the job done. But if we would just allow equality to be what it needs to be, maybe this thing would be working out a whole lot better than what it is. He granted them authority. Didn't matter their nationality. Didn't matter their ethnicity. Amen. That's why this whole, I'm just going to say it, this whole nationalism crap and all this other stuff, and, and, and it, stop that if you're involved in it and then call it out for what it is if you ain't. This world is ours. It ain't just the black man's, it ain't just the white man's, it ain't just the Hispanic man's, it ain't just the whoever other man's. This nation is ours. If you really want to talk about it, unless you're a Native American, this ain't even yours. Huh? If you ain't Native American, this, this America ain't yours. If you ain't Native American, Hispanic, this ain't yours. So who are you to stand up here and tell anybody anything? How are you not going to let people get freedom in the place that you ran them off from in the first place? That don't sound like God. But it's a law. It was also a law that said I couldn't marry my wife because she looked white. Just not too long ago. It, it, just because it's a law don't make it right. And the rulers of this world are supposed to be speaking up so these things can be fixed. Well, that's not my problem. If it's in the world, it's your issue. God help us. He said, I did. I gave you all authority. He said, I made you rulers. I made you kings. I made you queens. I gave both of you. I blessed y'all. You have the power to prosper. You can get it done. And then you don't, you don't just have any power. He said, you got my power. You have the power of God resting on the inside of you to rule this earth, to take care of his issues, to fix what's broken, to address what no one else can address. 
And we still look to heaven and say, God, help. And he says, I already have. But what it requires is now a relationship with him to know how to walk out his will. See, here we are just thinking the will of God is just about what we can get. And he's saying, no, my will is for you to rule. And you'll be blessed in the process. I mean, what I mean by that is the natural material things will happen in the process, but I'm giving you my will so you can go outside and help them. I'll give you wisdom, he said. He said, anybody who wants wisdom, I'll give it to you free. Isn't that what it says in James? What is wisdom? Wisdom is having the ability to do when you don't know what to do. Why would he give anybody wisdom? Because he gave everybody authority. That's how he created us. He said, if anybody wants to honor me enough to come and ask me what to do, I'll tell you. God says, I'm waiting to tell somebody who will trust me how to fix the problems. And trust me, if you walk into the room as the person with the answers, you'll walk out of that room as the person with the check. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't think I'm telling you what I know. You walk in there with the wisdom of God, you'll walk out there the person with the job. Just trying to teach you how to rule. So whose world is this? Whose world is this? Whose house is this? Go with me to Romans chapter five, verse fifteen. Let me. Let's dig a little deeper into this. Let me show you and tell you. Uh, and guys, we're going to go to the uh, New Living Translation now. And uh, if, if y'all need help back there, somebody go back there and help them get these scriptures up and stuff like that because something might be going on. Um, so if he gave it to us, then what's this whole thing about the devil being the ruler, if you will, of this world. Let me show you kind of how that uh, began. What did I say, Romans 5? Yeah, and we're going to go to New Living Translation. Uh, we'll start with, now let's start with verse 12. That way we'll read our way up to uh, 15. It says, when Adam sinned, what happened? Sin entered the whole world. So God created man. Then it says, Adam sinned, and what happened? Sin came into the whole world. Adam didn't believe God, he didn't trust God, he did, therefore he didn't obey God, and sin entered the world. Now, just to pause real quick right here, uh, back to women, and us blaming women for the whole situation. Did you notice it didn't say when the woman sinned? Her name wasn't Eve yet, that came after the fact. She was just called the woman. And do you notice? even though she was the first one who received the fruit. She was the first one who ate of the fruit. Who did this fall on? Yeah, because he gave Adam the command to not do the thing. So woman didn't mess this up for us. When Adam sinned, sin entered. When Adam sinned, sin entered. One more time. When Adam sinned, sin entered. Just teaching you the word today, amen? Not a bunch of myths, not a bunch of tradition. 
Because you can't fix nothing if you don't know nothing. Amen? You can't fix nothing if you still got this thing where you're blaming women, so women must be below us somehow. You, you, you by default, are now already canceling out grace. Grace equalizes us all. When Adam's sin sent into the world, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone had sin. How many of you guys know that's not, that's not good news? Verse 13, yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet a law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did. So what he's describing is, is, is sin was a built-in thing now to the bloodline. Even if you didn't necessarily directly disobey God, sin came upon you because of, it was a part of your life just because of what Adam did. So another way to say it is, is that if you were born from the seed of, of a man, let me kids, I'll make sure I ain't mess no kids up here. All right, so if, if sperm was involved in your conception, that sperm carried with it sin. Now you know why Jesus had to be born of a virgin. Because the seed of man, Adam, sin, the seed of man carried with it the DNA of sin. So when Jesus was born, he didn't have the DNA of Adam in him. Now there's a whole nother message in the fact that he was able to come through the woman and not be sin. Good God Almighty. He came through another human being, but he couldn't come through us, fellas. <laughs> he had to come through her. There was something about her that was still holy. There was something about her that was still worthy. Oh my God. Good God, let me get back to the message. That's a whole, there was something about her that was still right. Able to be the vessel of the Lord. Now I don't want to get too far off because then you, you go too far and to the left or right of that, that's how, you know, Catholicism and all those types of things come out. But, but there's still something about the woman that still should be honored. Because the seed of man was messed up. And God said, I can't, can't come that way. I can't, can't use the sperm to do that. So now I got I to gotta bring Jesus on the scene without him by using her. It says, now Adam is a symbol and representation of Christ who is yet to come. We, they call him the first, uh, and they call uh, Jesus was the second Adam. Keep going. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace. Even greater is God's wonderful grace. Sin did a number on mankind, but God's grace overcame what sin did. Sin robbed from man 
some of his rights and abilities and even responsibilities. We did it to ourselves now. I, I need you to be careful. Don't be giving the devil too much authority and too much power. He didn't take nothing. I say he didn't take nothing that they didn't give. He manipulated. He deceived. And they gave over. He, he didn't have, can I say that? Yeah, I can say that. He didn't have enough power to take from God's people what God had gave him. That would mean that his power would have been equal to or greater than God's. So he couldn't just come snatch it from him. Because what God gives, can't nobody take it from him. I don't think somebody understand the power of God. If, if, if the bank gave you a house and you had the title deed to it and they signed it over to you, can I come and take your house? I might physically be able to kick you out with some guns and all of that, <laughs> but whose house is it still? It's still your house. Who is the only person who can take back that house? Not even the bank, legally, because they signed it over. Once it's been signed over, it's yours. I just read to you, whose house is this? Once it's signed over, I think some of y'all are starting to get this thing. So here it was, I gave over this authority and now, Jesus comes and says, no, 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 no. I'm taking all that back. I'm taking all that back. Because I'm not trying to be funny. When did it ever say that the world was the devil's? It said he was the evil genius. He's often called the prince of this world. When is the devil called the king of the world? Huh? Why, why can't he be the king? Because that throne's already taken by you and me. He can't be the king. We the king. We, we, who was given reign? Who was given dominion? That's why he's just the prince. He can't be the king. He never had enough power, power to do the coup that he tried to do. So what he had to do was trick you into thinking that you had lost all your authority because of sin. And then Jesus showed up on the scene and said, listen, sin is no longer a problem because of my grace. You've been forgiven. And once you were forgiven, everything, every doubt, every bit of unbelief was to be erased that you no longer qualified for the blessings of God, which included the world. So grace came on the scene to erase any doubt, to erase any fear that you were not privileged any longer to receive from God. It says, but even greater is the God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Keep going. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's 
How much did it cost you? How much did it cost me? Yeah, God's free gift leads to our being made right with God even though we were guilty, even though we were guilty of many sins. Your sins under grace now does not disqualify you from the blessings of God. I, again, I'm not making it up. Does it say that right there? It says, even though mistakes may be made, you are still God's child. You are still right with God. I know you're changing. I'm changing too. But just because we're in the process of change, God is not mad at us. He still loves us. And he says you're still blessed. The blessing was a gift. The earth we just saw in Genesis was a gift. Grace is a gift. God gifts everything to his children. God does not repay you. Did you hear what I just said? God does not repay you. To repay you means you had to earn that thing. That's what the law was all about. The law was saying, if you do this, then you get that. If you don't do this, then you don't get that. That wasn't what God wanted his system to be. We saw what his original intent was in Genesis. I want to give it all to you. I created you to rule. I created you just to run this whole thing. All you got to do is make sure you don't mess with that tree. That's all you got to do. The man being man, we think we know so much. Man being man did what we did, and we took a bite of the fruit, and it wasn't even just about the fruit. It was about the act of, I don't believe God more than I believe me. I don't believe God more than how I feel about this. He said the woman looked at the tree and it looked desirous and, and she got in her feelings about it. And I'm sure the guy got in his feelings about it. And those feelings led to decisions and those decisions made, led to actions. And man is still dealing with that same problem to this day. Getting our feelings under control enough to say I trust God more than how I feel. Uh-huh. I don't want to go to church today. I don't feel like that. It's, it's going to be 70-something degrees today. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to work that job no more. I quit. How are you going to quit and you got bills? Huh? <laughs> I don't want to be in this marriage no more. I don't like how she cook. Do you ever cook? Our feelings have got us in trouble from the beginning of time. And that's why those feelings have to be submitted, as we've taught on in that second level of change, that soul change, have to be submitted to the will of God. I don't trust my will enough. Oh, I guess it's just me and the two people over here. Thank y'all. <laughs> I'm 43. Well, I'll be 43 in a couple of days. I'm 43 years old. I still don't know nothing. I don't been to Bible school and I don't been ordained and, a, and anointed and don't have words spoken over me. And with all of that, I still don't know nothing without a relationship with God. Amen. If he's not leading the way, I'm the dumbest dude there is. And some of us think we just know everything. 
Oh, by the world standard, I'm pretty smart. By the world standards. By the world standards, I'm pretty resourceful. By the world standards. But for the will of God to be done in my life and on this earth through me, I don't know nothing without the leading of the Holy Ghost. I don't care what the world thinks. See, that's, that's where many of us get in trouble. If, you, if you're going to rule this world the way he set you up, you can't care about what the world thinks. You got to be more concerned about what he thinks so that you can honor him with your life. You're trying to get accolades from the world and God is saying, I've already given you all that you need. Is he enough? Because that's what Adam and Eve had to figure out. Oh my God, he was enough. What he said was enough. We already had it. We already had it. And now here he is saying, listen, I've given you my grace. It's enough. And people are still struggling with, but, but, but it has to be something I got to do. He says, no, 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 no. Uh, Jesus fixed it all. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah, but no, there has to be something I got to give. No, I'm God. You literally can't give me anything that I didn't give you, so you're good. But no, I got to earn it. No, no, I made silver and gold. And your money is based off my gold. So thanks, but I already gave you everything you got. By the way, I've even given you the earth that includes the silver and gold. So what can you give me that I don't already have? But Lord, I would feel so much better if I could just do something. Okay, if you want to do something, take that life I gave you, take that authority I gave you, and go out and serve my people. Yeah, anything but that, Lord. Um, anything but helping other people every, every day? You want me to serve other folks every day? But Lord, I got stuff I got to do. Oh, wait, so you want me to bless you for you so that you can occasionally share it with others. And that's what we've called Christianity. Trying to get blessed from God so that we can get a lot, so we can live good. And then maybe once a month, go help somebody else. And that's for the good Christians. And he says, I'm looking for somebody who will give me their life. That doesn't mean everybody in here got to go be preachers in, in this sense. That just means everybody in here has to be willing to say, Lord, I am your child. I'm a ruler of this earth. Show me what it is you want me to do today. Show me what it is you want me to do today. Because the Bible says that the entire world is waiting for the manifestation of who? The sons and the daughters of God. Somebody's about to say Jesus. Jesus has already been revealed. They're not waiting for Jesus. He's already came. Can I, can I say something a little radical? He's already came and went. He'll be back. But he came and went. This is now your time and the time of the Holy Spirit. That is the dispensation or the time that we're in. There was a time when Jesus was walking the earth with the Holy Spirit. And then he ascended and gave you and I the Holy Spirit. It is now our time with the Holy Spirit to be ruling this earth Jesus could have ruled it, but that was not his assignment. 
Remember, they asked him that in Acts. Wait, are you about to take over? The disciples were like, wait, are you about to be the ruler? You about to be the king? They didn't get it. He's like, no, no, that's your job. Your job is to rule. Your job is to reign. My job was to get you back to the point where you could understand that that's what you can do. And then my job was to give you the Holy Spirit so you were empowered to do it. Remember, the Holy Spirit is not just your teacher. He's not just your God. He is your, your dunamis power. That same power that called, what it was, who was Elijah to outrun the chariots, that same power that gave Samson the strength to knock down those pillars, he gives you actual power to do the will of God. Amen. And God is saying that right now is your time. It's your time for all the world to get to know him. And then when Jesus returns, we'll be in a whole nother time. That's why it talks about the fact that tongues will eventually cease. Tongues has a purpose and it has a, it has a point, but it's for now. It's not for later. That's going to stop eventually. The, move, the moving of the gifts of the Spirit, that's eventually going to stop when Jesus returns. Why? Because he has moved at that point. Just like the time of Jesus on earth stopped, this time will stop. Somebody like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? I'm talking about what the word says. But what the devil has done is deceived many of us to thinking it's not our responsibility, this is not our house, it's we don't have the authority. So many believers with all that power are sitting on their hands trying to still get something from God. Imagine if Jesus came to earth and just sat down. He could have, couldn't he? I mean, he had a will. He wasn't a robot, right? But he said something in that garden. He said, nevertheless, not, thy, not, not my will, but thy will. So that's why you come to church. You come to church so we can tell you stuff like this. That's the truth. So you can get out of your will and get into his will. So you can get off of your hands and start being the hands of God. But you got to see who you are. You are kings. You are queens. You are anointed. You are rulers. And you got to know that about yourself. Don't look at your house. Don't look at your car. Don't look at your bank account. Don't look in the mirror. Don't look at that physical stuff. Don't be carnal trying to see who you are. Look at the word and let it tell you. Look at this word and see the mirror image so it can tell you who you are. When you look at the word, all you're going to see is Jesus. You're going to see Jesus staring back at you saying, you are me. I am you. You are in union with me. So now that you're looking at the right mirror, go be who you are. This is your house. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. That Word is Jesus. And when you look at the Word, you'll see Jesus, and it says you're in union with Jesus, therefore you're in union with the Word. So if I want to see me, look, what, look at the Gospel, look at what it says. It says I'm saved. It says I'm blessed. It says I'm delivered. It says I'm whole. It says, I have nothing missing, lacking, or broken. It says, I have authority. It says, I have power. It says, I has, have dominion. It says, the devil's defeated. That's what it says. So I got to make up my mind, am I a believer 
of what I see in the Word. Because if I am, I will walk by the Spirit and not by my flesh or my carnal senses of what I see or hear or, or see about me. What is the world telling me I am? Who is the world telling me I am? Well, they said, if I don't have this, then I'm not that. Right. Well, wait a minute. I'm going to go about what he says. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror. I trust him. I don't care if you got to wake up every day and tell yourself that. I am a ruler responsible for this world. So, Lord, I thank you for your wisdom from on high telling me what I must do to carry out your will today. If there could be a believer, if there could be a church that would follow his will like that, I think we get out of here a whole lot sooner. And the world is waiting. They're waiting for the real rulers to stand up. They don't too much like the ones they got because most of them don't know him. We pray for him, don't get me wrong. But some of us don't even pray for him, we just talk about him. Oh, sorry, Joker. You ain't voted in 17 generations and you up here talking about who in charge. I don't care if you don't like it. You're the one with the answers. And if there's a system to fix the answers, what are you doing to get people and yourself involved in that system? And if you don't like the system, what are you doing to change it? Here in America, we got something we can do about that. It's called vote. I don't like that system. Well, did you vote? Did you even know there was a vote going on? And I'm talking to me too. They vote a lot in Texas. And if you're not paying attention, all the systems would be set up without you ever even knowing. But they do that on purpose. It's voter suppression. Well, you need to unsuppress it and read something so you'll know what's going on. They used to say that if you want to have things from people, put it in between two covers. Everything's in writing somewhere. Well, I don't know if you should watch that much news and this, that, and the other. You better watch something so you'll know what's going on. Especially in today's information age. Whatever they lie about on the news, you can go and read and get the truth. But see, that's what it's going to take if we're going to change the world. And some of you are called to specifically that governmental arena. Some of us ain't. Now, some of us, I don't want y'all. <laughs> In that row, you're supposed to do something else. But some of us, that's what we're called to do, and you've let people talk you out of it. You let people talk you out of it because you didn't have the education, or you didn't have the look, or you didn't have the whatever, and God said, I called you to that. He said, I'm the one that puts people up. And don't you let nobody talk you out of running when I told you to run. I know it sounds crazy, but hey, crazier has happened. Amen. So I'm just saying, why not you? Why not a believer? Why not somebody who understands and honors and respects who they are and who we all are? 
You're the ruler of this world. You have God's blueprint for this earth imprinted in your DNA. Don't nobody know better than you what should be happening because you understand his purpose. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, let's, fin let's finish up this Romans and then we'll get ready to close out. It says, for the, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. What does it mean to be righteous? Just simply means to be right with God. So righteousness or being made right with God is a gift, again, a free gift for us all. So I'm saved, I'm a ruler, and I'm right with God. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin. So if you receive that being right with God, if you receive grace, you have victory over sin. Over sin and death. Through this one man. So it wasn't by you. It wasn't by your behavior. It was only by Jesus. Go to uh, 18. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. Do you see that? Was all men condemned? Yeah. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. What's that next word? Now, anytime you see that, that means now cancel out everything you just read and pay attention because this is what's real right now. So you were condemned, but you're not condemned any longer. But Christ's one act of righteousness, when he got up on that cross and he bled for you and I, brings, 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 that's present, brings a right relationship with God, and with that right relationship with God, it brings with it a new life for who? For who? I thought it was just men. I thought it was just the rich. I thought it was just light-skinned people. Dark-skinned people too? Everyone. Everyone. Now, I'll make a joke of that, make light of that, but I've been all over the world. And it is a fact that the darker you are, the more oppressed you are. I mean, in India, it blew me away in India when I got there. I was like, what is this? And they said, oh, we got a very bad class, class uh, I forgot what they call it, uh, but it's a class system, but they called it something else. Caste, that's what it was. We have a very bad caste system. And I was like, what? I mean, they were treating Pastor Melissa like royalty. Because <laughs> she looked like a very bright Indian. And I was like, what is, what is going on? <laughs> I'm the pastor, and I, you know, I mean, this is before we were co-pastors, so I'm like, I'm the guy ministering and helping y'all out and stuff like that, but what's the deal? But it was just, it was baked into the mindset that everyone didn't really mean everyone. These are Christians. Everyone don't really mean everyone to everyone. But to God, everyone is everyone. The shades of our skin are just I don't know, the wonder of his beauty. That's it, nothing more, nothing less. I said nothing more, nothing less. Grace 
equalizes us all. Let's keep going. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person, who was that? Jesus. Obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. Did you see that? God's law was given not to save you. God's law was given not to change you. God's law was given to wake you up. Was given so that people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Grace is greater than the law. Grace is greater than your sin. That's hard for some people to believe. But is it in the Bible? See, I know you may have been in places they would skip over this scripture because they couldn't explain it. That's because they hadn't believed it yet. That's because that preacher, no offense to him or her, but they couldn't understand how a God would be so rich in love that, would, that he would forgive them of the stuff they were doing when they were preaching. Can I just give you a peek behind the veil real quick? And so when the preacher can't reconcile the grace and the love of God, he or she will then withhold that information from the body. I'm here to tell you, I thank God for his grace. Because it ain't about you and your bad behavior. It's about him and his good behavior. And once you realize that he truly loves you. Guys, we call him unconditional love, which means without any condition. And when you get a revelation that he loves me in spite of what I did last night, he loves me in spite of what I did last year, he loves me in spite of what I was thinking about, I was about to do. What ends up happening is, is once you receive that understanding and you believe it, guess what starts to happen when you start spending more time with he who is love? the appetite to want to do it begins to go away. And change starts to take place. All because you chose to believe love. Who is God? That's how grace changes us. But the devil has you believing that God is mad at you. That God is withholding from you. That God is canceling you out. Because of the mistakes you've made. No, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. God already forgave you more than 2,000 years ago. All Jesus did when he came up on that cross is he enacted and finalized and ratified the covenant that says you and I are forever forgiven. And once we receive that forgiveness, once we believe what grace did, then we can get about the business of our Father. Because when we can believe what grace did, we can then believe who we are. We are the righteousness of God standing in our place that we did not deserve and we did not earn, but nonetheless we still have. And then once we can figure out that we are children of God, whom he loves, then he says, now that you have your identity problem fixed, now you can get about being who I've called you to be. Amen. The devil tried to attack Jesus the same way. He got baptized, came up out of the water. God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. A few minutes later, the Holy Spirit told him, hey, now go out into the wilderness so you can be tempted. Well, tempted of what? What did the devil say? I think three times. 
if thou be the son of God, do this. If thou be the son of God, do that. He immediately began to attack his identity because he knew that if I can get him to doubt who he is, he'll never fulfill what God has told him to do. And he's playing that same trick to this day. That's why I spent this whole hour telling you who you are. You're rulers. This is your house. You're the righteousness of God. So that you'll trust God enough that come tomorrow, come later today, come when you walk out that door, when God tells you to do something, you'll do it because you know, I'm a child of God. I'm a king's kid. I'm a king myself. I'm a queen myself. I have anointing and power from on high. Whatever he tells me to do, I am well able to do it because of Christ who lives in me. Don't you let him attack your identity another day of your life. Your identity is directly connected to your authority. And if you don't know who you are, you'll never do what you're supposed to do. Let this be the day that you woke up to who you really are. Are you ready to be who you are? I said, are you ready to be who you are? When this is your house, get to running your house. You know, there's something we try to do every time we minister the word of God is and that's make it practical enough where you can take it home to do it. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> what you got to do now is you got to get to believe in this. What you got to do now is you got to go home, especially uh, the couples in here. You got to go home and you got to declare. You might have to even write some things down to begin to come against the lies that the enemy has told you. I'll say the Holy Spirit, for some of you since you were little. They told you you weren't this. They told you that you weren't that. And the enemy's been working on some of y'all for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years trying to create insecurity in you because he's, he hadn't seen you yet, but he's seen somebody like you. He's been around long enough to say that that one's going to cause me some trouble. And what I got to do is I got to get to working on the mom and daddy so they all get divorced. And I got to get to working on the aunties and uncles so people will start doing stuff they have no business doing. I got to start doing some things to create insecurity in this child's life so that this child will never fulfill the will of God. Well, I'm here to tell you that's broken on today. I'm here to tell you, you are who God has created you to be. And just like mankind, God has not changed his mind concerning you. No thing that you have done can separate you from his love. That's the word. No mistake that you have made has disqualified you from his course that he set for your life. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's the devil calling you on the phone trying to get you to buy into something that ain't his to give you. The Bible says, it says in what, John 16, the devil has already been uh, condemned. He's, he's been locked up, I think it says in the Amplified. Sentences was passed on him, and he's already in prison, so he's making collect calls to you, trying to get you to buy something. He's trying to get you to pay for him. He's like, please take this, this lie. Hang up. Hang up. And see the truth of who you are in the Word of God. And I declare from this day forward, you will continue to walk as rulers in your house. I thank you from Houston to Texas to America and to the uttermost parts of this earth. I declare that with the power of the Holy Spirit, 
who's on the inside of you, you will be witnesses of the power of God. You will be witnesses of Jesus. You will be well able to go out and share this gospel of grace with others. Having all the resources that you need at every level. I declare increase. I declare promotion for the word of God to flow through you. And others will hear it and will respond. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise from that. So you, 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 just, you just keep trusting them. You just keep trusting them. No matter what it looks like, no matter what occurs, you just know who you are. Keep showing up, keep showing up. We're going to keep digging into this thing. And as we go into 2020, we were talking about the fact that that is indeed the year of clarity. But God showed me it's the year of clarity for progression. Some of us haven't been able to go nowhere because we couldn't see. So now you're going to see where to go and you're going to now have the confidence to go. You'll see the truth and you'll get to move. Anybody ready to move? Anybody ready to progress? Yeah, it's time. This time. Father, we receive that word from you on the day, and Lord, I thank you that it's deeply planted into our hearts. Now I thank you for rest, peace, assurance based on the blood of Jesus that all is well because we're right with you. We receive that on today. We honor you on today in this worship service. And Lord, we, we don't stop our worship just with our raising of hands but Holy Spirit as Reg comes we thank you that you've already spoken to our hearts on what it is we can honor you with now and we'll be careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise for we are already blessed and victorious because you loved us in Jesus name amen amen come on give God another hand clap of praise Love y'all. See y'all Christmas. Amen. Let's give Pastor Archie another big hand clap of praise for that word today. Amen. Good word. Good word. Hallelujah. Well, at this time, it's now time for us to worship the Lord with the giving of our tithes and our offerings. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a part of worship. Amen. As you can see on the screen, we have our new way of text to give. If you have the old text number, please do not use that. We ask that you please either take a picture of it or put that in your notes to please start using the new text system. It's still the same process, but um, once you give it the first time, you don't have to fill in all that information after you've done it one time. Amen? It's, it's a little bit easy for us to do that, but please pay close attention to that. You can also still give by way of offering envelope right there in the front of your seats. So if you would like to do it that way, you can please still use the offering envelope there. Please remember on Wednesday and Thursday nights, we only give by text. But on Sundays, you can give by text as, uh, as well as offering envelope. Are you all ready to give? 
Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of giving. We thank you, Lord God. We give to you because we love you and because you've blessed us to be able to give. All that we have, you provided. And we honor you and we do not give in fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Our ushers now receive your giving at this time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Awesome word. Kings and queens, amen. So we're going to leave out here with our heads raised. We're going to take authority and take our place in this world, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While they're doing that, right before we dismiss, we would like to give you an opportunity. Those who are here, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life and you want to become a king and a queen the way the Bible talks about today, we want to give you that opportunity. So if you're here this morning, you say, listen, I've never made him Lord of my life. I want to receive all that Jesus went to the cross on my behalf for. Listen, we would not do anything to embarrass you, but we just want you to receive what God's best is for you in this life. So in just a moment, we're going to ask you to stand and come forward. There's two other appeals we want to make. The second appeal is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pastor talked about it with the Holy Spirit talking to us. And once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you, you're given a, a grace gift to be able to pray in the Spirit. Well, what is that talking about? It's a grace gift so that you can communicate with our Heavenly Father. The Bible says that He understands everything that you're saying. It is the enemy that cries and calls their attack to make you disbelieve that what you, you're participating in is of the devil, but it's not. It's all about God. Amen. Our third and final appeal, if you're here this morning and you feel like this is the right place for you to be and you would like to link up with us to become a member of World Changers Church Houston, we would love for you to be a part of it. Pastor Archie and Pastor Melissa would love to teach you the things of God in a simple way, just as you heard today. Perhaps the Holy Spirit led you here. You felt the urge that you need to be here today. Well, there's a reason for that, for that happening in your life. So if you're here this morning and say, listen, I want to become a member of this church, those, that's the third and final appeal we'd like to make. So at this time, if you would like to respond to the first, second, or third appeal, please gather your Bible, your purse, your personal belongings, stand on your feet and come forward now at this time. We'll be glad to receive you. We're going to ask the rest of you, please stand to your feet. And please check with your neighbor on beside you, left and behind you. Ask them are they saved. Sometimes they just need to be encouraged. Say, I'll walk down there with you. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to be ashamed about anything. But this is the opportunity. This is ministry time. Amen. We don't want you to come here and leave back the same way that you come. So we want to give you that opportunity as well. So if you would like to participate in any of those appeals, please do so now. Amen. Hallelujah. So everybody's good? Yeah, well, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Amen. Let's pray as we be begin to leave. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that although we leave this place, we will never leave your presence. Traveling grace is ours as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell somebody you love Jesus.